0: mountain town renee by ivory harlow i you've been working as a physical education instructor for mr harst the high school principal rustled through the papers on the desk in front of him eight years she said to save him the trouble of locating her resume i started as a sports instructor at the ymca after earning a bachelor's in physical education teacher education at ut austin Two years ago, I was promoted to director of youth, family, and adult sports. What do you like best about working at the YMCA? The deputy superintendent asked. She was a typical Texas grandma with a warm surface smile, but could be a harsh disciplinarian if necessary. I like working with all populations, from tumbling toddlers to silver sneakers, Renee said, but working with teenagers is the best. When I took the sports director position two years ago, I envisioned the Y to become a safe and healthy place for teens to spend time. I started an after-school program that offered strength and conditioning classes, teen yoga, and kickboxing. Then partnered with the local community foundation to give free YMC a teen membership's making it free to attend. Renee beamed. There are 65 teens enrolled to date. About half of them attend programs three days or more a week. Others use their memberships to go to the pool or use the equipment on their own. Some only use their memberships to access the teen lounge, an old exercise room that I converted into an internet cafe. It's open seven days a week from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m., has free drinks and healthy snacks. Kids use it to study or just hang out. The lounge was Renee's brainchild and her biggest accomplishment during her time at the Y. Judging from the faces on the panel of interviewers, principal, deputy superintendent, and superintendent, they liked her answer. The superintendent had been content to listen, letting the deputy and principal ask the interview questions. Now, he leaned back in his chair, crossed his arms over his chest, and asked, It sounds like you're doing great work at the Y. Teaching health and physical education at our rural high school will be a lower, salary and longer hours than your current position in Austin. Are you sure it's what you want? The superintendent asked. Renee tucked a stray strand of her silky, straight chestnut hair behind her ear. She'd researched teacher salaries. Teaching high school anywhere in the state would be a pay cut from her director position at the Y. Teaching in remote Mountain Town would be a pay plunge. Her friends in Austin had said the same thing to her when she disclosed she was interviewing for the job at Mountaintown High School. They reminded her that her rosy and upbeat personality propelled into action while minimizing or completely overlooking potential problems. She thought about those things now. Sure, she'd make less, but it'd cost less to live in Mountain Town than it did in Austin. She wouldn't know anyone at first, but she never had trouble making friends. It would be long hours, but what was the saying, do what you love, you won't work a day of your life, something like that? Renee looked at the panel and took a deep breath. Then testified why she will work harder for less money i was cheer captain in high school i earned a degree in physical education at ut because it was an in to cheer for the longhorns after college i cheered for the round rock express triple a minor league affiliate of the texas rangers until i aged out of the pro cheerleader demographic she explained the job post said you need a health and physical education teacher and also a cheer instructor I want to be the superintendent, deputy super, and principal exchanged a knowing look. Principal Harst rose from his seat and extended his hand. He looked directly into Renee's blue eyes and said, Welcome aboard, Miss Tanner. Sacco. It was only July, but Renee made arrangements with Principal Harst to tour the high school, see her classroom, and check out the gym and athletic facilities. So she knew what she had to work with before the start of cheer season. Her first impression of Mountaintown High School was that it was small for 500 students. The campus lacked the security fence and gate guard station. She was used to seeing at Austin City. Her classroom was nothing to write home about, but the P.E. gyms were first rate. They had new bleachers, basketball hoops, and polished floors. There was a fully outfitted cardio and weight room, and big locker rooms with private shower stalls. I saved the best for last. Mr. Harse said, as he led Renee out the back of the school building to the field house. We built the field house last year to complement our outdoor football stadium and track, Mr. Harse said as he opened the door and ushered her inside. They walked a short distance down the wide hallways to enter the field. It had a pristine artificial turf infield. It's set up for soccer now, but we have a modular hard court flooring to cover the turf and create a playing surface for basketball, volleyball, and the like. Mr. Harst explained. He continued the tour, showing off the concession stands and washrooms. He glanced down the hall. Looks like Gavin is in his office, he said, leading her to the office at the end of the hallway. The door was open. Mr. Harst wrapped his knuckles on the doorframe to alert the athletic director to their presence. Renee read Mr. Rosdahl, athletics director, on the nameplate, Gavin, This is Renee Tanner. Mountaintown High School's new health and physical education teacher. She will also coach Mountaintown cheer. Gavin rose from his desk to greet his boss and the visitor. His dark hair was crew cut. He sported a trimmed beard along his jawline and a tidy matching mustache. Gavin had a lean, muscular 5 foot 11 inch frame. He sported the square shoulders of a football player, but not big enough to be an offensive lineman or defensive tackle. Renee guessed he was a running back in his glory days. Pleased to meet you, he said, nodding down to Renee's five foot two height. Her heart fluttered when his dark brown eyes met her light blue ones. Renee cheered for the winning team in Red River rivalry 2015. Mr. Harse jostled. Gavin is a former Oklahoma Sooner. I give him help once a Sooner, always a Sooner. Gavin attested. I cheered for the Longhorns 2012 through 15 feet. Texas won twice and Oklahoma won the other two years. She tried to soften Mr. Harst's blow. She hoped the athletics director wouldn't harbor resentment against her for being a longhorn. He didn't look like the joking type, and she knew plenty of former players that took fandom pretty seriously. She didn't want to start off on the wrong foot with the mountain town athletic director. We just missed each other. I was a Sooner running back 2008 to 2011, Gavin said. Well, I'll leave you two to get acquainted. As athletic director and head coach of Mountaineers football, Gavin manages the sports budget and guides the teachers who also work as coaches. He can answer questions about team schedules, rules, regulations, training schedules. Mr. Harst trailed off as he backed out. Renee and Gavin shared an awkward moment of silence in his absence. Then Gavin motioned to the chairs in front of his desk and said, please sit down. I would have made a pot of coffee if I'd known I'd have visitors today. All I have to drink is Gatorade. Would you like one? That would be great. Thank you. Gavin walked to the mini-fridge in the corner of his office, retrieved two frosty drinks, and handed one to Renee. Is it always this quiet around here? Renee asked before taking a sip. I only saw one staff member, a custodian, during the school tour. Most teachers procrastinate on getting their rooms ready until the week before school. Those that teach and coach fall sports will be around starting in August. I'm here every day, seven days a week, year-round. I'm at my desk by 7.30. If you need something before that, you'll find me in the gym. Getting an early workout. Renee asked, Yep. Usually, I have a couple of players training with me. The standard seasonal protocol is one workout a day but underperformers do two-a-days, he explained. It seemed like a recipe for overtraining and too much for high school kids, but it was clear Coach Rosdahl had high expectations for his students and himself. Gavin explained how Mountain Town coaches plan their team's travel to away games and coordinate with the school transportation systems. You don't have to worry about it, though. Cheer girls just ride along on the bus, he said dismissively. Cheer girls. Ride along. She didn't like his attitude or the downgrade. What about cheer competition? Mountain Town Cheer doesn't compete. They haven't in the past, but Mr. Harst seemed open to it in the future, Renee said. Competitive cheer opens a world of scholarships and professional opportunities for student-athletes. The list of approved Mountain Town High School sports are football, baseball, basketball, soccer, softball, track and field, volleyball, and wrestling cheer supports those sports but isn't an approved sport gavin said gruffly what does that mean she looked at him cockeyed it means it doesn't have a line in the budget it doesn't offer a coaching stipend and it isn't competitive unlike Mountain Town football baseball basketball soccer softball track and field volleyball and wrestling which are approved sports he explained with a smirk I'm sorry if that wasn't made clear. I am aware there isn't a coaching stipend and that cheerleaders do their own fundraising. I was not aware I needed permission for my squad to compete as a team. Renee's face felt hot with anger. Spirit is an extracurricular activity that focuses on the traditional game day role cheerleaders have on the sidelines and in schools supporting athletic teams. Gavin recited verbatim from the high school sports manual. Thanks for the information. Renee said, and stood to leave the office. Thanks for stopping by. Davin rose from his desk. He was as eager for her to leave. I'll email you a copy of the cheer training schedule by the end of this week, she said as she moved towards the door. Unnecessary. Since cheerleading isn't a sport, the training plan doesn't require approval. Just make sure you reserve the facilities when and where you'll conduct training to ensure the space isn't in use. And you're... Girls don't distract from sports practice, he said. Sure. She shot him a fake smile as she walked out of his office. Renee fumed down the hallway like a steamroller. Asshole chauvinist man, she thought. Renee had planned to go back to her classroom after the meeting. She wanted to log on to her new teacher email account, access the school intranet, and print up her cheer roster before calling it a day. But she went straight to her car instead, once inside her anger turned to anguish she drove towards the house she'd just signed the lease for yesterday wondering if she'd made a horrible mistake moving to mountain town it wasn't too late to turn back she could call her former boss and ask for her job back she left on grand terms and knew he'd be glad to have her unlike gavin who seemed irritated by her existence it's not like i have to work with him renee reminded herself she'd cross paths with him occasionally at school But he'd said since cheerleading was not a sport, she didn't need him to sign off on her plans or documents. He was not her supervisor. The more she thought about it, it wouldn't be hard to avoid him completely except for the sidelines of football games during which they'd have to share space. But he'd be busy coaching his athletes, and she'd be busy coaching hers. By the time Renee pulled into her driveway, she had a new resolve to not only be the best cheer coach Mountain Town had ever had, but to get cheerleading recognized as an official high school sport. If Gavin didn't receive, she'd run right past him. It was time the former running back got a taste of his own medicine. 3. That evening, Renee outlined a four-to-day cheer day camp to kick off the training season and show Gavin Rosdall she was serious about taking Mountain Town cheerleading to the next level, with or without his support. Renee maintained close connections and friendships with former cheerleaders and coaches from her days in collegiate cheer and cheering minor league. She had access to practitioners and professionals that she was sure she could coax to teach camp on the promise of a relaxing stay-away-from-the-city-in-scenic-mountain town. Renee opened her laptop and pulled up the cheer roaster. Before she could hold a camp, she had to reach out to the 17 girls on the cheerleading roster. She drafted an email introducing herself as the new cheer coach and inviting them to cheer camp the first week of August. She emailed all the students on the roster and their parents or guardians, including a parental permission slip and commitment to attend all four days of camp. Renee requested students stop by her office no later than Friday afternoon to turn in the documents. She would have to e-file the documents via the school's intranet by midnight Friday To meet the school's 30-to-day advance requirement, Renee was sprucing up her office Monday morning when she heard a meek voice call her attention. Miss Tanner Renee looked up to see a little redhead in cut-off jeans and an oversized t-shirt standing in the doorway to her classroom. The girl had printed documents in hand. My first cheerleader visitor, she thought. Yes. She said after missing a beat, kids at the YMCA called her Coach, or Coach Renee. She had to get used to being called Miss Tanner in the classroom. Please come in. I'm Loretta, and this is my sister Abby. The petite redhead stepped inside the room, followed by a heavy-framed girl with ample curves. They had the same red hair. It's nice to meet you both. Thanks for your timeliness returning the documents, Renee said. What year are you? Renee asked. Loretta didn't look old enough to be in high school. She guessed Abby was the older sister. I'm a sophomore. This will be my first year of varsity cheer. Abby is a junior. Loretta smiled sweetly and handed Renee her waiver. I read your email to Abby. She wanted to meet the new cheer coach and, um, ask a question. Loretta looked sheepishly at Abby. Did you meet the former coach Mrs. Mackey? She asked. No. The only thing I know about her is that she retired. She was a piece of work. Abby groaned. She told Abby she couldn't cheer. But she's gone. So, Abby came with me today to ask you. Loretta nudged her sister. Abby's plump cheeks flushed at being put on the spot. She hesitated for a minute, then said, I was on the junior varsity cheer squad in middle school. I tried out for varsity my sophomore year, but I didn't make the team, Abby explained. Renee was taken back. As far as she knew, tryouts were a formality. As an extracurricular activity, everyone made the Mountain Town cheer team. Mrs. Mackey took me aside and told me if I wanted to be a mountain town cheerleader, I had to look the part. She hung her head. I gained some weight when I went through puberty during eighth grade and I was, I am, heavier than the other cheer girls. Renee's blood boiled. Mrs. Mackey advised me to lose 20 LBS and try out freshman year. I tried to diet and exercise, but I couldn't lose weight. Actually, it backfired because I gained five LBS she looked at the floor ashamed i tried out freshman year anyway because i really wanted to cheer abby is really good she practices at home with me all the time we watch youtube videos and even make our own routines so when she tried out after taking a year off it wasn't like she was untrained loretta defended her sister but i didn't make the team my freshman year either i assume because of my weight abby frowned mrs Mackey held tryouts before she retired but I couldn't stand to embarrass myself again. I still haven't lost weight. I knew she'd say no. Abby's eyes welled with tears. Loretta wrapped her arms around her sister. I am so sorry that happened to you, Abby. You don't deserve to be treated like that. No one does. Renee said with sincerity as she looked at the sisters. She pulled the roster sheet and penned Abby's name as number 18, then pulled the print waiver and documents from her desk and handed them to Abby congratulations for making the mountain town cheer squad this year can you bring these documents back by the end of day friday she asked abby i'll bring them back this afternoon abby clutched her sister's arm and squealed one last thing before you go renee reached into the box behind her and handed both girls a mountaineer cheer t-shirt xs for loretta and an xl for abby ivy knock knock A sing-song voice made Renee look up from the camp schedule, and supply lists spread across her desk. A polished woman with long blonde hair led an equally put-together teenage girl into her classroom. My name is Sadie Dunn, and this is my daughter Kate. Kate gave a prim wave. Kate is on your cheer squad. We stopped by to drop off her documents. I don't know who is more excited about your camp initiative, Kate or me, Sadie said. I was Mountain Town cheer captain 1983-1987. to She added our program was nothing compared to what yours will be. That's nice of you to say. I have high hopes for it too. Renee smiled. I hear you cheered for the Longhorns in college. I did. My husband is alumni. Long before your time. My son is a sophomore at UT now. I bet game day is an event at your house. Always. Sadie said. How about you, Kate? Do you want to cheer in college? Renee asked to draw the girl into conversation. Kate was examining her freshly manicured nails. My dad thinks I should. But I want to go to cosmetology school, she said, whisking a shiny blonde lock off her shoulder. It's a point of contention with her dad, Sadie admitted. As much as I'd like to see her cheer in college, her heart is in style and beauty. College might be a point of contention with Kate's dad, but Sadie seemed to support her daughter unconditionally. Sadie turned to Renee. We won't keep you long, but I wanted to mention that, in the past, I provided funds to purchase uniforms for the squad. I'd like to do that again this year. Oh, Renee said, surprised. I assumed, since Cheer doesn't have a budget, that the girls bought their own uniforms. Sadie leaned towards Renee and spoke in a hushed tone. Kate's sophomore year, there was a girl on the roster who had to leave early every day from practice to do a babysitting job. She told Kate she needed the babysitting money to pay for cheerleading. I told Kate to tell her I would buy her uniform, but then I worried she'd feel called out for not being able to afford one, and that other girls might be in the same boat, so I wrote a check for the entire squad. That's very generous of you, Renee said. I like to do it. Mrs. Mackey always honored my wish to do so anonymously. Kate is sworn to secrecy. She gave Kate a stern look. Kate made a zipper motion at her lips. Anyway, I understand budget constraints. You just let me know if you need anything else. Renee's eyes lit up. I hope you don't think it's greedy for me to ask after you just offered to pay for 18 uniforms. But I have camp instructors coming from all over the state to teach. They aren't charging me to teach. But i'd like to pay a travel stipend done sadie said just email me a bill and just like that her plan fell into place sixteen of the eighteen girls on the cheer roster had returned their documents to renee by friday afternoon the two remaining appeared to be sisters as they shared a last name renee got their address from school records and drove to their home The GPS announced she'd arrived at her destination as she drove over the cattle guard onto a ranch. She followed the long dirt driveway to a sprawling brick ranch-style home. Renee parked her car and admired the flock of hens pecking around the yard as she walked up and knocked on the door. No one answered. She peeked into the dark windows. Maybe no one is home. Renee wondered. Then she heard the faint sound of a running engine. She walked around the house to locate the sound. A sloping hill behind the house leveled out to a lush hayfield. The engine sound was a tractor pulling a hay baler. Two teenage girls with tan skin and sun-bleached ponytails were running the rig. That must be them, Renee thought and walked down the hill. One of the girls spotted her and trotted over. Hello, Renee shouted over the noise. I'm Miss Tanner, the new cheer coach, she yelled. Are you Lacey? No, that's Lacey she yelled pointing at the tractor driver i'm jess the girl extended her hand sorry i'm sweaty and smelly don't be renee said impressed that the girls were doing the manual labor by themselves lacy killed the engine and jumped off the tractor she walked over to join them this is lacy jess introduced her sister lacy this is miss tanner our new cheer coach lacy wiped her face with a bandana. It's real nice to meet you. I know we were supposed to return that stuff to you this week, but you gotta make hay while the sun shines, she shrugged. We are going to cheer and want to do camp, Jess added. Great, Renee said. She scanned the hayfield and into the expansive pastures and grazing livestock beyond it. Can you get away from the ranch for four days for camp? Yeah, this is second cut. We ain't going to get a third this year, Lacey said. Daddy's will cover morning chores. We promised him we'll be home to help with evening chores. Jess said, The cheer paperwork is on the kitchen table. Daddy is in the barn. No one is up there to fetch them for you, but we don't lock the door. You can help yourself to Em, before you go, Lacey said. Your parents won't mind me grabbing them. I have to e-file the paperwork with the school by midnight. Daddy won't mind a bit, Lacey confirmed. See you at camp. She waved as she walked back to the tractor. Renee treaded up the hill to the house. The door was open just as Jess said. Natural light streamed through the windows, illuminating a coat of dust on every exposed surface. The living room had faded lavender walls and shabby chic decor. It was like stepping back 20 years in time. The sage green country kitchen had a birdhouse wallpaper border. Galvanized metal watering cans sat atop the once white cabinets now covered with a film of kitchen grime. It was clear to Renee that a woman's touch had made the house a home At but it seemed she hadn't kept up the effort. Renee saw the signed waivers on the table. She picked them up, careful not to disturb the other piles of unopened mail and seed catalogs. She stopped to study a family photo on her way out. A proud mother and father each held an infant girl in their arms. Her gaze shifted to a framed document on the entrance table below. It was an obituary. Renee picked it up and read, Belinda Montgomery, 1980-2006, Beloved Wife and Mother. It was Jess and Lacey's mother. She did some quick math. The girl's mother died before their first birthday. Renee's heart ached for the girls and Mr. Montgomery. She hoped cheerleading was a way for the girls to have fun and be kids, though she knew they had to grow up far too fast. Thigh the first day of cheer camp was more like a family reunion after two months of summer vacation renee was relieved that all 18 girls seemed to get along and didn't test or challenge her authority as a new coach and teacher at mountaintown high renee had to work hard to win the trust of some tough teens at the austin ymca these girls were rainbows and sunshine compared to the inner city youth she was used to they spent the morning in a skill review of advanced cheerleading elements Renee assessed the squad's current level and pinpoint areas for improvement. Tina, the afternoon instructor, recently retired from coaching the Houston Astros Shooting Stars squad. She was a punchy woman with gray-cropped hair that did not take I Can't Do It for an answer. The girls were so tuckered by the last hour of training that they sprawled across the grass field, drizzling cold water from their bottles on their foreheads. Is there anything y'all are itching to learn or questions you'd like me to answer during our last hour today? Tina asked. Pyramids. They chimed in unison. In order to do a proper pyramid, y'all need another base body for the foundation, Tina said matter of fact. Jess and Lacey can't hold. Too bad Marv won't join cheer, someone said. Yeah, he's strong. And the right height too. Who is Marv? Renee was curious. He's our friend. One of the girls. He practices with us sometimes when we are all hanging out. This piqued Renee's attention. Why won't he join cheer? Are you kidding? A boy cheerleader. Boys can cheer. Renee put her hands on her hips. Not in Mountain Town? They can't. Kate insisted. He's queer. The only reason he doesn't get hazed for it is because he's friends with every girl in the school. Yeah, like if the jocks were rude to him, they'd be cock-blocked, another girl explained. Undateable. A cheerleader nudged her. Want me to text him and ask him to help hold our pyramid, Tina? If he's willing, Tina said nonchalantly. Ten minutes later, a jeep pulled up next to the field. A tall, fit black teenager waved both hands at the group of girls. Marv? The girls shouted like he was a celebrity. He blew kisses to them as he made an entrance onto the field. He walked over to Tina and Renee. Marvin, at your assistance, ma'ams. I'm Tina. I've been working with the squad this afternoon. Marv bowed. This is Miss Tanner. She motioned to Renee, Mountain Town's new cheer coach. Nice to meet you, Miss Tanner. I hear you're rad. We were hoping you could help build and stabilize a pyramid, Tina told him. Just tell me what to do. Marv said. Tina put everyone in place and, leveraging Marv's strength and agility, stacked a three-tier pyramid of cheering girls. She snapped a picture. Everyone gathered around her to see it. Will you text it to us? The cheerleaders were giddy. I'm posting it to TikTok. I'll tag y'all. One said, You'd be a great addition to the squad, Marv, Tina said. If you're waiting for a personal invite, this is it. Renee patted him on the back. Thanks, but I don't look great in the skirt. Well, I do actually, but I don't think folks here will take kindly to me wearing one. He joked. Because they are jealous of you, a squad member said. Yeah, you'd get to touch all our legs. They'll be coming to you for pointers to get past first base with girls. Marv threw his head back and heaved with laughter. Come on, Marv. Green and silver are your colors, Kate prompted. That's true, Marv said. Silver looks great with my cool black undertones, he noted. Renee didn't know Marv well enough to tell if he was being serious or showing his sense of humor. She didn't care. Marv's athleticism would expand the number of stunts the squad could do. Plus, a co-ed varsity team would put them in a distinct division in competition to their benefit. Listen, Marv, I've worked with more than one male cheerleader during my coaching career. Tina said. They develop strength for controlled movements, high levels of cardiorespiratory endurance and flexibility. Have you ever really looked at the body of a male ballerina? Have I ever. Well, add 20 LBS of muscle to a male ballerina body, and you have a male cheerleader body, Tina said. Renee could see the gears in Marv's head turning over the idea. Renee addressed the entire group. I have high hopes of getting this squad to competition level. I think y'all got what it takes. Competition will open a world of college cheer scholarships, especially you, Marv. Male cheerleaders may have a better chance of getting a full-ride scholarship. Because some programs reserve scholarships for male athletes on their team, she explained. If it gets me out of this backwards town, where do I sign? Marv said with a toothy grin. The girls tackled him with a group hug, and Renee's roster climbed to 19. Thy. Marv joined the girls for the duration of the camp. His natural athleticism made it easy to pick up physical aspects of cheerleading. Memorizing Mountain Town's go-to cheers and chants proved to be more difficult for the newest squad member. Fortunately, former Dallas Cowboys cheerleader and pageant Queen Janelle instructed cheers and chants on the second day of camp. The girls and Marv hung on every word she said. Abby was enamored with Janelle. When she recounted the story of Mrs. Mackey not letting her cheer because of her weight, Janelle had a heart-to-heart with the whole squad about what good health looks actually looks like physically and mentally, and how she puts her well-being first as a professional cheerleader. Day 3 of the camp was gymnastics and jump skills. A friend of Renée's who trained with the US a gymnastics team for the 2008 and 2012 Olympics taught the clinic. She taught balance techniques and tumbling. By the end of the day, she had the entire squad doing handstands, cartwheels, and back bends. The last day of camp focused on choreography. It was a windy day, so they opted to practice in the field house. The controlled environment made it easier to hear the instructor, a choreographer that had worked with some of the top programs in competitive cheer, leading teams to success at countless competitive dancing and cheer events. She taught the mountaineers the routine that won last year's summit cheerleading championship and showed how they could tweak the winning moves to their style, to make them their own. Renee ran the sound system for them. The choreographer counted down and Renee pressed play on the music track for the umpteenth time. She felt eyes on her. Turning, she saw Gavin standing in the doorway at the entrance to the infield. He wasn't smiling, but he didn't look upset either. She snapped her head back to the squad, pretending she hadn't noticed him sadie dunn had a dozen pizzas delivered to renee's classroom for an end of camp celebratory lunch their uniforms including marv's which she'd rush ordered only a few days earlier had arrived earlier that day after the pizza party renee presented each squad member with a fresh green and silver mountaineer cheer unit. they practiced toe touch techniques and round offs all afternoon by the end of camp renee could tell they were tired but excited for the season to start. Renee was too amped up to go home, so she retreated to her classroom to research how to get cheer recognized as an official sport. She visited the websites of organizations that hold cheer competitions and their requirements to compete. Camp had eliminated any doubt she had that the Mountaineer cheer could hold their own in competition with their peers. Feedback from the camp instructors confirmed they had what it would take to not only compete, but to win. Renee wasn't worried about her team's skill level or determination, she was worried about the narrow mindset of cheerleaders and what people in positions of power saw their role as in Mountain Town Athletics. Renee had to convince people, some of whom were pretty far up the chain, that cheerleading was an athletic endeavor equal to football, soccer, volleyball, and whatever else made on Gavin's official Mountain Town Sports list. Gavin himself was the first person she needed to win over homecoming in late september provided the perfect opportunity it was a big important public facing event the band opened the game and strutted across the field playing music during halftime her squad could show off the stunts and choreography they'd learned at camp as part of the entertainment lineup renee tapped a text to the squad sharing her idea and asking their opinion 19 yes in an excited face emojis came in rapid First tackle gavin then mr harst then superintendent and school board renee thought through a strategy it was an ambitious but delightful plan renee logged off her computer locked her classroom door and strutted down the hall like she was walking on air the sen good lord i hope our first performance is better than mountain town bands Loretta shouted over the honking horns and squawking clarinets as the squad waited to walk on the football field. The bleachers were always full at Mountain Town home games, but the special homecoming game had standing room only. The band sounds better in the bleachers, a squad member said. The instruments jumble together up there and individual mistakes don't stand out. Music jumbles as it rises. Marv teased. Even cool and collected Marv was on edge rearing to go. Y'all ready? Renee counted down the seconds until the squad burst on the field. Ready? They chimed in unison. Go. She signaled it was time. Renee held her breath as they flipped, cartwheeled and jogged into place. They aced the complex dance, then launched into a chant, inviting the crowd to take part. The second major hurdle was a pyramid. Marv was on the spot. He launched the girls up like they were light as feathers. The result was so flawless and beautiful that fans covered their mouths and clutched the chests they followed with another round of cheers and chants incorporating jumps and a twirling texas two-step move renee taught them from her days at ut they ended the routine in a tiered pose with a line of girls splayed at the front a second line on their knees the third had hands on hips the crowd rose to give them a standing ovation the squad herkied their palms then took their place off the field to cheer as the game started back. emotion overwhelmed renee the squad's hard work and effort paid off and the crowd of fans had rewarded them for it she trotted to the sidelines and signaled the squad to kick off the second half of the game with a rally call they had mountaineer players and fans riled up and ready to win the mountaineer football team won the game renee congratulated the squad for their part in the effort after the game They headed to the locker room to primp for the after-party. Be careful tonight, Renee said as they exited the field. Y'all have my number if you get into a bind. The cheerleaders batted their eyelashes innocently. I was a high school cheerleader once, too. I know all about after-parties. Call or text me. Anytime, day or night, she told them. Jess made a throat-clearing noise and subtly pointed behind Renee. Mr. Harst and Gavin were approaching. Bye, y'all. Have a good night, Renee said and turned towards the men. Great show tonight, Ms. Tanner. The principal congratulated her. Thank you, sir. I'm proud of the squad. Rightly so, he said. Gavin and I were just talking about what a fantastic job you're doing. I've been meaning to come tell you myself, but getting in the rhythm of a new school year keeps me holed up in my office. Gavin's stone-cold expression did not affirm Mr. Harst's kind words. But he'd accompanied mr harst to congratulate her she wondered if resting bitch face was his normal face then she thought back to their uncomfortable exchange in his office her first week and determined the face was definitely because of his dislike for her mr harst interrupted her thought i had a conversation with mrs dunn a few weeks back she was ecstatic about the camp you put on said you are exactly what mountain town cheerleading needs in a coach I'm sure you know about the Dunn family's philanthropy and prominent position in the community. Her happiness is good for everyone. Thank you. Mr. Harse, is there anything you need for me to continue the good work? Renee smiled sweetly. No time like the present, she thought. Yes, she started confidently. I'd like to sit down with you and Gavin and talk about getting cheer approved as an official Mountain Town High School sport. Gavin's bitch face melted into a frown. It would add another coach to his supervisory duties workload, and he would have to work cheerleading into the athletics budget without detracting from other sports. I don't need a coaching stipend, and I have a lot of fundraising ideas. I'm not asking for money, just approval so the squad can compete and access scholarships. Renee said humbly, "We can meet Friday after school in my office." Mr. Har said, "Does that work for you, Gavin?" Gavin nodded reluctantly. Good. See you both then. He shook hands with both of them and walked away, leaving them standing alone together again. Renee turned to Gavin. I didn't mean to blindside you. I intended to run the idea past you first. Gavin held up his hand to stop her. Don't apologize. I've known your intentions from day one. Seeing what you've done so far, I've got to add it. Your idea is growing on me. Renee perked up. I'm a conventional football guy who puts his left sock on first, warms up the same way, and eats the same game day meal. Sometimes I need a little nudge to think out of the box and do something different, he explained. I'll back you up in that meeting with Mr. Harst. My only concern is fundraising might be more of a challenge than you expect. People are quick to throw financial support and buy game tickets for traditional sports. Cheerleading not so much. Your support means a lot to me. Renee smiled. I'll figure out the funding. Let me know how I can help, Gavin said sincerely. Renee stayed on the field receiving compliments and congrats from fans until nearly 11 p.m. She was relieved when they turned off the floodlights to push people out. Renee didn't realize how exhausted she felt until she got in her car to drive home. She crashed the minute her head hit the pillow and fell asleep smiling at a job well- I- Renee didn't expect to talk to Gavin again until the meeting with Mr. Harse Friday. It surprised her to receive a text from him after Wednesday afternoon football and cheer practice. Trouble in the locker room, Gavin texted. Two in my office, one of yours and one of mine. Be right there, Renee texted back. She hurried to the field house, down its empty halls to Gavin's office. Marv and Jameson, Mountaineers quarterback, sat looking sheepish. Gavin leaned back in his chair with a disapproving look on his face. Marv looked up with a glint of hope when she walked in the room. I got here as fast as I could. She directed at Gavin. What happened? Her eyes shifted to Marv, then Jameson. Is everyone okay? Everyone is fine. Gavin reassured her. I found these two using the locker room for a personal rendezvous. Mountaintown High School policy states students must refrain from unacceptable public displays of affection, whether in school or on campus. I was just explaining to these two that students who violate the policy are subject to disciplinary action, including parental intervention. Marv let out an exasperated huff. I know we broke the rules. If you have to punish someone, punish me. Call my mom. Suspend me. He turned to look at Renee. Throw me off the squad. Whatever you have to do. It was my idea and my fault. I'll take the punishment for both of us. We can't do that, Marv. Gavin said, You both broke the rules. We did. But I don't think you understand what punishing both of us will do. Marv's eyes pleaded to Renee. Explain it to me. Gavin sat back and crossed his arms. Marv sighed, Mr. Rosdall, to be frank, everyone knows I'm queer. The fact I'm scoring in the boys' locker room won't raise an eyebrow. But Jameson, his parents don't know about him. They'll disown him, his friends will abandon him. The jocks on your football team will beat the shit out of him. Kids will yell homo slurs at him when he walks down the hall. Jameson's eyes welled with tears. Renee pulled a chair next to Jameson's, reached over and patted his back. You will ruin his life and ruin your team. Marv stared Gavin down. After a moment of silence, Renee looked at Gavin and said, Marv's right, she addressed the boys. What y'all did is your business, but where y'all chose to do... It was in poor taste not to mention risky you're actually lucky it was gavin that walked in the locker room and not a player we couldn't do anything to stop the rumor mill if that happened do y'all understand yes miss tanner they said in unison it isn't fair for your violation to go unpunished but given the unique situation i agree with marv traditional punishment will do more harm than good renee said what do you propose gavin looked at her for relief he was clearly uncomfortable making the call we are in the thick of the football and cheer season both of you are critical to your teams suspending you would be punishing your teammates too so that she motioned to marv marv established parental intervention is a no-go so i propose marv and jameson serve a week of in-school suspension iss is a disciplinary program that keeps students in school while isolating them from the rest of the student body. Since it's during school hours, it won't affect sports practices and games. Educators can request ISS without naming the incident, so y'all can come up with your own stories why you're being punished. They boys looked at Renee as though she was Moses parting the sea, showing them away. Davin nodded with approval. There is one stipulation, she said. They looked at her eager to agree to any request please please don't put us in this position again the boys nodded we're real sorry jameson spoke for them thank you both for forgiveness he looked at renee then gavin renee watched gavin's face soften he hadn't wanted to punish the boys after all see you at practice gavin said dismissing marv and jameson they scurried out of his office renee remained seated listening to their quick footsteps down the hall. Well, that was interesting. Davin ran a hand through his hair. Just when you think you've dealt with every scenario teenagers can get themselves into, they throw you a curveball. I was wholly unprepared to handle that. Thanks for the help. You remember what it was like to have raging teenage hormones? Renee said. I certainly do. Davin chuckled. But I wasn't that reckless. You really think Jameson put himself in danger? I do. Today's teens are more accepting of alternative lifestyles than back in our time. But Mountain Town is a small, rural, conservative Mountain Town. To be honest, I'm really impressed that Marv is out. He's a naturally confident kid. Being on the squad has given him a sense of identity and belonging, Renee said. I agree. Good for him. Good for the squad. You found a way to punish him without taking that away from him. Gavin said. Renee's stomach interrupted their conversation with a loud grumble. She glanced at the clock on Gavin's office wall. It was nearly 7 p.m. Hungry, Gavin said. Renee laughed. I'm not good at hiding it, am I? Me too. Want to grab a bite, Gavin suggested as he stood and motioned towards the door. We can discuss how to propose cheerleading as a sport at the meeting with Harst on Friday. In that case, Your meal is my treat. Pick the place, Renee said, and led him out the door. X. Renee followed Gavin's to a Carl's diner. She passed the retro building every day on her way to school, but hadn't eaten there. She'd heard it was a local fav. I'll have a club sandwich and soup instead of fries. Renee ordered. I'll have Carl's burger with fries and an extra order of fries to make up for her shortfalls. Gavin teased. The white-haired waitress winked at him and took their you must love fries they serve fries hot and crisp out of the fryer i add extra salt once you smell them you'll be stealing mine so i ordered plenty for us to share how thoughtful renee grinned their food arrived gavin scooted the extra plate of fries towards renee she snatched a few off the plate man those are good help yourself i owe you more than fries for the way i acted the first day we met I've been kicking myself for being an asshole ever since, Gavin said. Renee admired his honesty and vulnerability. I should have apologized before now, but to be honest, you intimidate me. Renee burst into laughter. You're a full head taller and weigh twice as much as me. But you are smarter and prettier, he contested. Renee blushed. She had to admit that she was attracted to his confidence and liked the way his shirt hugged his biceps. You are a good coach. A wonderful teacher and a great person he said i think the same of you renee said especially since you shared your fries she took another few off his plate renee and gavin lingered in the booth after the meal they had a lot in common from collegiate sports to a preference for hip-hop music when working out they were debating whether the risk of free weights was worth the better development strength and power Compared to cable machines, when Renee realized the tables were empty around them, they were the last two people in the restaurant. I only use free weights, Davin said. I use both, but only cable machines with the squad, because it's harder for them to hurt themselves because of inexperience in the weight room. I'd be happy to give your kids some pointers at their next strength and conditioning session. Well rounded athletes should be proficient in both. I think girls, specifically, benefit from lifting heavy. It makes them feel strong and powerful less pressured by body stuff gavin suggested renee had never thought about that she told him about abby not being allowed to cheer because of her weight that's a shame i wish i knew mrs mackie treated her like that i would have confronted her about it abby is doing great now in fact she came to my office yesterday with a huge smile and said she'd lost seven lbs since the beginning of cheer season Not because she's trying to lose weight, but because of the exercise. She feels good and is making better choices naturally. You've been an outstanding role model for her. Thank you. I hope so. Davin paid the bill before Renee had an opportunity to contest. Somehow, their strategy session had turned into a date. Davin parked next to Renee in the lot. He walked with her around to her driver's side door and opened it for her like a gentleman. I was supposed to treat you but thanks for taking me out to dinner i'd like to take you out again he asked shyly the stone look on his face was gone his eyes were full of longing it was a side of gavin that renee had not seen i'd like that too renee turned to look at him in the faint light casting out of carl's diner he bent to kiss her she seized the opportunity to run her hands up his solid forearms and feel his broad shoulders his kiss was cautious and tender And the perfect ending to their evening together. Gavin pulled away and looked at Renee with a smile like he'd single handedly won the Red River rivalry. See you tomorrow at school, he said like a teenager to his crush. Tomorrow at school, Renee confirmed. She couldn't wait. She. The Mountain Town Cheer Program is administered in a manner consistent with established varsity sports in our athletics program, Gavin confirmed. The program structure, training schedule and practice opportunities exceed requirements mr Harst nodded as he looked over the cheer camp agenda and training schedules i've spoken with gavin about utilizing mountain town athletic Department's sports medicine and strength and conditioning support for the squad he's also willing to take on supervisory duties of me as an official coach renee smiled at gavin you saw for yourself at homecoming that the squad's skill level is up to par to compete at the varsity level. Gavin, I've already identified a division-appropriate competition in December in Austin, if we get school board approval of cheerleading as a sport, of course. Renee was so eager to get started, but she didn't want to get ahead of herself. She definitely didn't want to appear officious to Mr. Harst or the school board, which Gavin warned may resist change. How much of an operating budget do you need to make sure a sport? Mr. Harst asked directly. Renee looked at Gavin. They'd put together a draft budget during Renee's prep hour. It was higher than Renee thought it would be. Gavin insisted on including a coaching stipend equal to other sports, even though Renee offered to coach for free. It's only fair, and it shows you're serious and committed to the program, he said. He also recommended including uniform costs in the budget, even though Mrs. Dunn covered those costs. If the school covers uniforms, Dunn might offer an unrestricted donation to your scholarship fund. You can't ask for money for a cheer scholarship, but you need to establish a scholarship fund to meet the requirement that participants are eligible to receive athletic scholarships and athletic awards. He explained, The proposed cheer budget is $17,500 for 19 cheerleaders. Renee handed Mr. Harst a spreadsheet. We'll fundraise, of course. I have lots of ideas for that. So if the board renee gave disclaimers davin silenced her with his eyes this an annual budget mr harst asked the number didn't seem to rattle him yes i should have said that most sports have seasons but cheer will practice perform and compete year-round renee confirmed the school board meets on october 11th i'll request time on the agenda to propose cheer as an official mountain town high school sport to the superintendent and board Thank you. Renee nearly jumped out of her seat with excitement. In the meantime, can you provide me with electronic copies of these documents and a one-page narrative of the proposal? The superintendent will want to review it before the actual meeting. If we are lucky, he and the board will vote and approve the initiative at the meeting, Mr. Harst said. You might leak those docs to Mrs. Dunn, too. She's on the board and will champion your idea, Gavin suggested to Renee. That is an excellent idea, Gavin. Sadie will be a great advocate for you. The principal agreed. I will. Thank you both for your support. The future is bright. Keep up the good work. Mr. Harsh shook both their hands and walked them to the door. If we weren't in school, I'd pick you up and twirl you around. Gavin said as he fist bumped her in the hallway. Rain check, Renee said, fantasizing how nice it would feel to be wrapped in those brawny arms. Two weeks later, they stood side by side before the school board and superintendent to make the proposal. The school board consisted of 12 elected members, including Sadie's Dunn, who had an enormous smile on her face and sat at the edge of her seat, ready to champion the cause. The school board members listened intently. They asked a few questions, predominantly about cheer competition, who the squad would compete against and where the competitions would take place. The board voted unanimously in favor of cheerleading as Mountain Town's newest sport and for Renee to assume responsibilities as an official coach. Renee rushed the paperwork through the athletics conference for her team to take part in their first competition at Spirit Fest in Austin in December. And Renee just got home from cheer practice and was about to reheat leftovers for dinner when a group text notification lit up her phone. Barnfire at Jess and Lacey's. Need help off four mile road headed that way a group member posted the address should i bring anything manpower and work gloves someone answered water check emoji renee grabbed a long sleeve shirt and work gloves and got back in her car she saw a case of bottled water and one of gatorade stacked in her garage as she pulled out she stopped put both in her trunk and proceeded to the montgomery Ranch. The large barn was fully engulfed in flames, and the roof had caved in by the time Renee arrived. She unloaded the cases of drinks in a safe area near the firefighters. Hay burns extremely hot, and there were hundreds of bales in there. We've been fighting the fire since 4.30 p.m. It's extremely hard to put out, a firefighter told her. Are the animals safe? Renee asked. Neighbors saw the smoke and came over to rescue the few animals they keep in the barn, the firefighter told her. Word of the fire spread faster than the flames. Every cheerleader on her squad rushed to the scene. The football team was there, too. They made a show of lifting beams and hauling heavy debris. The larger mountain town community came to assist. Able-bodied people provided labor, while older folks served sandwiches and snacks and made sure everyone stayed hydrated. Renee had never seen anything like it in her life. She was proud to be part of the effort. Jess and Lacey's father nearly collapsed from exhaustion. He didn't rest until the fire was extinguished. Even then, emergency management personnel had to convince him to sit a spell with an IV to replenish lost fluid. Jess and Lacey rushed to him to make sure he was okay. Renee brought over two ice-cold Gatorades to the- I'm so sorry this happened, she said, handing each girl a bottle. Us too. Lacey gazed despondently at the barn rubble. The hay that the girls had painstakingly put up all summer had burned to ashes. Miss Tanner, this is our dad. Russell, dad, this is our cheer coach, Miss Tanner. Lacey made introductions. Thanks for the drinks, Miss Tanner. We're going to get back to clearing, she said, taking her sister's hand and walking towards the... I wish we were meeting under better circumstances. Miss Tanner, Russell said, my girls sure like you. Amidst the devastation, Their father delivered a kindness that Renee didn't feel she was worthy of. She got choked up. Your girls are the strongest on the squad, physically and otherwise, she said. I'm blessed. We are blessed to have one another, he said. Will you rebuild this barn? Renee asked changing the subject. Yes. Russell pointed to a man clearing debris. That's my farm insurance agent. He already filed the claim. It warmed Renee's heart. That the insurance agent came fast and stayed to help insurance will cover the loss rebuilding the barn won't be a problem but buying enough hay this late in the season will be if i can't buy hay to feed my cattle i may have to send some or all to auction now instead of growing them out he explained it warmed renee's heart that the insurance agent came fast and stayed to help insurance will cover the loss rebuilding the barn won't be a problem but buying enough hay this late in the season will be if i can't buy hay to feed my cattle i may have to send some or all to auction now instead of growing them out he explained it warmed renee's heart that the insurance agent came fast and stayed to help insurance will cover the loss rebuilding the barn won't be a problem but buying enough hay this late in the season will be if i can't buy hay to feed my cattle i may have to send some or all to auction now instead of growing them out. He explained, that'd be a big difference in profit. Renee asked, yeah, big difference. I'll be lucky to break even if I sell at auction. I'm so sorry. If there is anything I can do to help, please let me know, Renee said. He looked at his girls, working together to lift a burnt beam. You just keep providing a place where my girls can be carefree. They work too hard and worry too much. I will. I'll be sitting in the front row at the competition in December. They've been practicing their stunts for me in the living room after dinner, he chuckled. His laugh brought a smile to Renee's face. She felt a kinship with the man, his family, and mountain town. Say, the squad was pumped to board the bus for Spirit Fest. The two-to-day event started at 9 a.m., Saturday morning, which meant they would make the six-hour drive Friday after school. Renee had maintained relationships with cheer instructors at the University of Texas in Austin, who offered to lodge her students on campus free of charge. Many squad members would be first generation college students. Renee thought staying at UT would be a great opportunity to expose the kids to campus life and collegiate cheer. She sold the idea to Mr. Harst, gaining permission to stay an extra day in Austin after the- I've never been so nervous in my life. Loretta's hand shook. As she tried to apply bright red lipstick before the competition, Kate took the tube and applied it to Loretta's lips with a steady hand before applying it to herself. Well, we look like winners, even if we fall flat on our faces. Kate flashed a million-dollar smile. She put her beauty know-how to work creating a custom palette for the team's stage makeup. Glitter is so two thousands, she said opting for a soft silver shimmer of shadow and false eyelashes instead. The red lipstick added a pop of color that looked good with the deep green of the mountain town uniform. Mountaineer cheer competed in the small varsity coed division. Their first feat was crowd leading. Judges scored their material, motion, use of props like palms and megaphones, and how they brought it all together to effectively lead the crowd in cheer. Renee repurposed their homecoming routine thinking it'd be good for them to kick off the competition with something they felt comfortable and confident doing. Mountaineer Cheer scored 92.6. It was a good score for their first performance in front of a panel of professional judges. She hoped they would be less stiff, now that they had a feel for the flashy stage, blinding spotlights, and booming surround sound. Not to mention the vast crowd filling the convention center. The squad had performed for large numbers of fans in Mountaintown. But home turf and familiar faces were apples to the Austin Convention Center and crowd of competitors' oranges. Their second performance was stunts. Mountaineer cheer was rated on the of stunts performed and skill in performing those stunts. Renee knew that the number of bases used in stunts was factored into the score. The squad had relied heavily on Marv, the only male as a base for stunts. So Renee put Jess and Lacey's muscles to use in this performance. Jess and Lacey's dad stayed true to his word. He sat in the front row to watch his girls perform. His face was tight throughout the entire routine. When the girls struck their final pose, he erupted in loud hoots and hollers that echoed through the convention center. He met them backstage in a giant bear hug, kissed each of them on the forehead, and said through his tears, Mama was watching, We are so proud of you girls. Abby had built considerable strength during the season. She served as a base, propelling her petite sister in the air like a baton. Their spotlight stunt routine had extra appeal since they looked so much alike. The judges award Mountain Town cheer an overall stunt score of ninety-five-six. They finished the first day of competition with a standing, running, group tumbling performance. Tumbling is physically demanding, and Renee worried the squad was too worn out to put on a winning performance by late afternoon. They surprised her earning top marks in technique, form, and height. Their synchronization was spot on. The final score was 97.3. The University of Texas campus lofts were a short walk from the convention center. They took up four units, five to a loft. Each unit had an open day room and kitchen. There were two private bathrooms and a large bedroom with five twin-size beds. The squad was eager to change into sweats and relax after a long day of competition. Renee ordered Chinese food from the Village Walk, a hole-in-the-wall restaurant on the edge of campus, that had been popular with UT students since she was an undergrad. The cream cheese wantons are to die for. A cheerleader said, I've never had lo mein. Another commented, I'm going to eat it every day when I'm in college. It occurred to Renee that there weren't any Asian food restaurants near Mountain Town and most of the kids had only seen the white cardboard containers on TV. They poked one another and playfully tried to eat with chopsticks while Renee viewed first-day competition results online. Right now, Mountaineer Cheer was in second place overall. She calculated they needed 1.4 points to catch up to the leading team. It was a stretch goal, but not out of reach. Tomorrow's performance is choreography, motion, and dance. Renee skipped the chopsticks and shoveled a giant spoonful of fried rice into her mouth. Y'all rock that routine. But even a perfect score wouldn't guarantee a win if the leading team performed as well. They were neck and neck with the team in third place, and not far ahead of the team in fourth. A mediocre performance or deduction could knock them out of top three. They needed to come in top three for their division to receive a paid bid for the Spirit Championship in Orlando. Renee didn't share any of the rambling in her head with the squad. She didn't want them to lose sleep over it. How goes it? Recovering. Texts from Gavin flashed on Renee's phone. She'd sent pictures and a video from the competition and asked him to post it on the Mountain Town High School athletics social media. Now, she texted the squad's standing score and asked for words of wisdom. That text must be from Mr. Rosdahl. A squad member said, Why do you say that? Renee looked up abruptly from her phone. She and Gavin had been dating for three months, but they were conscious to keep their relationship quiet. Because you're blushing like Noah Schnapp is texting you. Noah who? Stranger Things star. Hottie. Everyone knows you and Mr. Rosdahl are a thing. They do. Renee gasped. No worries. We are all rooting for you. You can get married in the stadium. A cheerleader squealed. Wouldn't it be dope if he proposed to Miss Tanner at a game? In the middle of the field, under the stadium lights, Abby swooned. Y'all aren't supposed to know we are dating. Renee objected. We'll keep it on the down low, Marv promised. We would never do you wrong, Miss Tanner. Yeah, we want you to marry Mr. Rosdahl. We won't spoil it for you, they promised. Meanwhile, Davin texted her words of wisdom. Be practical yet optimistic. Pump them up to win, but also reassure them you still think they are winners if they don't bring home a trophy. X. The squad was up early to run through their finale performance. Mountaintown Cheer was number two on the lineup schedule, which meant the squad wouldn't have a lot of downtime to psych themselves out. Waiting to perform was often the worst part. When their turn came, Mountaineer Cheer bounded onto the stage like they had already won. Their formations and transitions went off without a hitch. Their choreography wasn't as complex as the first team's, but incorporating hip-hop moves made their routine fresh. The judges seemed to appreciate the novelty. They nodded and smiled at the Mountaineers' visual style and appeal. The cheerleaders finished on point. Several Mountaineer parents, family members, friends, and fans were in the audience. Renee peeked around the curtain from backstage scanning the crowd for the loudest cheers, knowing she'd see some familiar faces. Her heart exploded when she saw Gavin waving a mountaineer's foam number one. He hadn't even told her he was coming. The Duns and Mr. Montgomery were sitting nearby. Mountain towners, decked out in green and silver, filled a large section of the convention center floor. Renee high-fived the squad as they exited the stage. The seconds to calculate the scores felt like hours. The team cheered when the judges announced mountaineer cheer 98.6 it was the highest individual performance score they earned during the two-to-day competition and would increase the team's overall score they wouldn't know if it was enough to win or stay in the top three until the rest of the teams in their division performed she told the squad as much adding you made mountain town proud Renee released the cheerleaders to meet their families and enjoy watching the other teams perform. The Duns, Russell, and other Mountaineer cheer fans lined the hall outside of the stage exit. Renee spotted Gavin standing off to the side. She ran and threw her arms around him. People will talk, he whispered in her ear while hugging back with abandon. Clearly he didn't care if they did. They already are, she said smiling at the thought of her squad wanting to cheer at their wedding we might as well give them something to talk about she smiled up at him he kissed her on the lips thank you for coming i'm so happy you're here i wouldn't miss it for anything the squad did awesome they found seats in the convention center to watch the remaining teams perform the leading team scored a 99 keeping their stronghold in first place overall the team that was nearly tied with the Mountaineers scored a 99, increasing their mean score to take second place. Mountaineer Cheer came in third place overall, which qualified them for a full paid bid for the championship in Orlando, Florida, in spring, and provided prize money to pay for the trip. The squad was ecstatic. Renee gave a celebratory speech to the squad and their families. She invited Gavin to say a few words on behalf of Mountaintown Athletics. You've come a long way in a short time because you worked hard as a team, he said in his coach voice. And because Miss Tanner is bomb, a cheerleader shouted. Yes, that too. She's a keeper. He looked lovingly at her. The girls swooned. Davin shot a squad picture for a press release. He promised to send to the Mountain Town dispatch when he got back to Mountain Town that evening. Why don't you stay? Renee begged. We are touring the UT Athletics Department tomorrow. Even a Sooner like you will appreciate the top-notch Longhorn facilities. I wish I could, sweetheart, but I have school in the morning. Enjoy chaperoning 19 teenagers tonight and tomorrow, and I'll enjoy a quiet night with you when you're back home in Mountain Town, he said. Home in Mountain Town. Renee liked the sound and feeling in his statement. See you at home, she said, and embraced him one last time before he headed back. She, the press release and picture was on the front page of the Mountain Town, dispatched the next morning. The squad would kick off the morning in the University of Texas Admissions Department, where an advisor would talk about the UT system, academics, and admissions. Then they'd tour the campus and talk to students and professors in various colleges. Who knows what you want to be when you grow up? The academic advisor engaged the kids in a visioning exercise, about half the students' hands shot up. Who has taken steps toward their goal, applied to college, trade or vocational school? Only a quarter of the kids raised their hands. Renee had seen Mountain Town stats. 92% of Mountaineers graduated high school, but only 57% enrolled in post-secondary education. The advisor encouraged the kids to dream big about what they'd pursue without barriers like economics, grades and test scores, and location. Veterinary science, Jess said, to be a vet. I'm going to trade school for vet tech next year, but only because I can't pay for eight years of school. I'm good at math, but I don't want to be a math teacher, Lacey said, a nurse like my aunt. She likes her job and makes good money. The counselor told the kids about the free application for federal student aid and grants and loans available to students. She provided a handout of places to look for scholarships. UT campus is way bigger and more crowded than Mountain Town, a cheerleader said it on the campus tour. Enrollment is over 50,000, the student tour guide said. That's literally 15 times the size of the Mountain Town population, another cheerleader confirmed. Way too big for me, Loretta said with a look of overwhelm on her face. I did a dual enrollment program with a local community college and the University of Texas. I finished the first part of my degree at junior college, then transferred to finish it here. Aside from the smaller campus, tuition was cheaper, and I saved money living at home instead of living on campus. The student guide said, I know UT has agreements with a lot of community colleges across the state. Also, UT Austin is the biggest campus in the UT system. San Antonio and El Paso are smaller campuses, she suggested. Those are brilliant suggestions thank you renee said renee grew up in the city it never occurred to her that a loud crowded and fast urban life might intimidate rural kids the campus visit was helping the kids see how college could work for them after the tour they grabbed lunch in the student union and ate it outside on a grassy knoll it was a sunny and beautiful december day students strolled across campus seemingly carefree A few sat outside soaking up the warm sun while studying for final exams before winter break. Two young men walked by, holding hands. Marv eyed them wistfully. Renee leaned over, bumping her shoulder to his. What are you thinking? She asked. I'm imagining how it might feel to not have to hide who I am from my peers. Renee held space for him to say more. Folks in Mountain Town know I'm queer, but they don't fully accept it. I can't ask a real date to prom or go to a movie with Jameson in Mountaintown. I'm sorry, Renee said. Marv was out, but still had to keep parts of himself locked in the closet. What are your plans after high school? She asked. Marv lit up. Well, I had planned to drive as far away from Mountaintown as possible, get a job in the city. But after talking to the advisor this morning, I think I will apply here to study architecture. That girl, Giselle. We talked to at UT's College of Architecture. Her words about the school's studio culture, collaboration, risk-taking, innovation, and learning by doing spoke to me. I've been interested in architecture since I visited my cousins in Chicago a couple years ago. Maybe I'll make a career out of it. After lunch, the squad met athletic staff in the gymnasium. The gym was home to UT's recreational sports department. The cheerleaders tested out weights in the fully equipped weight rooms. And gawked at the eight-lane pool 10 racquetball courts exercise lounge and climbing wall there was a three-lane track that overlooked full-length basketball volleyball courts the staff member introduced the ut spirit head coach she congratulated the mountaineers on their third place win yesterday then told them about her collegiate cheer program the ut spirit program at the university of texas at austin includes 95 student athletes from the cheer palm and mascot teams texas cheerleading texas palm texas mascots she said you'll meet some of them later and can ask questions about ut cheering for ut our program is competitive but you've already proved y'all have what it takes she smiled over 50 percent of all student athletes receive some level of athletics aid the spirit coach said additionally student athletes are not limited in how much need-based aid and academic scholarships they can stack on top of their athletic scholarship so if you are awarded an athletic scholarship it won't count against you to receive federal student aid or low interest student loans they visited the bubble indoor practice facility and two field houses the tour guide saved the best for last daryl k royal texas memorial stadium home to the university of texas at Austin football team is the largest stadium in the big conference with a capacity of over 100,000. Memories of cheering for the Longhorns flooded Renee as she walked onto the artificial turf. She looked up at the lighting and scoreboard, recalling the joy of standing in that same place a decade earlier. Standing there with her was like visiting her past self. We arranged a special surprise for y'all. The spirit coach smiled as a squad of UT cheerleaders rushed onto the field with Bevo the Longhorn mascot. UT led the Mountaineers through a call and reply cheer, then posed with them for pictures. Some Mountaineers took selfies with Bevo, while others talked to the UT cheerleaders about what it's like to cheer at the collegiate level. It was after 4 p.m. when they loaded the bus back to Mountain Town. The UT cheerleaders sent them off with hugs, smiles, and palm herkies. Today was the best day ever. Renee overheard one of her girls tell another as they sat in the bus. The sun set at 5.30 p.m. Most of the team fell asleep as the bus darkened. Renee had fed off their energy and enthusiasm the past 72 hours, but now it felt good to relax. Look out the window and think during the long ride home to Mountain Town. At 30 years old, she'd assumed the best days of her life were behind her, but the last six months in Mountain Town proved otherwise she was living her best life now miss tanner abby moved up a few rows to sit beside her hey abby she smiled what's up i just wanted to say thank you for everything you do for the squad especially for me and loretta abby said renee's face softened you are sweet abby but you don't have to thank me it's my job it was mrs markey's job too but she didn't hold a candle to you abby said. You let me on the team before you even knew me, and helped me get strong and healthy to compete. You coaxed Loretta out of her shell by showing her what she could be. We are lucky to have you as a coach. Renee didn't hold back emotion. She reached her arms around Abby and said, Y'all are the best. I'll always be here for you, even after you graduate. I hope you know that. We do. You are our coach, but also our friend for life, Abby said. I'm going back to my seat so you can get some rest. She smiled at Renee and made her way to the back of the bus to sit beside her sister. The last rays of daylight cast an appropriate shade of rosy pink and orange on Ross Pass as they entered Mountain Town. It was a warm welcome, not only to coming home, but coming home to herself. The end.